In May of 2023, seven people flew on a small plane from one indigenous village to another in the Amazon rainforest. Shortly into the flight, the plane crashed in dense jungles. Miraculously, four people survived, and they were children, ranging in ages from 13 years old to 11 months. They spent 40 days trying to survive the horrors of the Amazon rainforest. This is the latest story for the Mysteries of Latin America podcast. Friends, welcome to the Mysteries of Latin America podcast. My name is Andrew Colon, your host, and I'd like to thank you in advance for listening, downloading, sharing, and following the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you can find us. With your help, we can make sure that everyone can tune in to all the episodes and find out more about the mysteries of Latin America. And this week's mystery is amazing. Despite horrible weather and conditions, four children who were lost in the Colombian region of the Amazon rainforest after the aircraft they traveled in crashed, were rescued after 40 days in the dense and dangerous jungles. Lost and alone, the four children, Leslie, now 13, Soleni, 9, Tien Noriel, 4, and Kristen, now a year old, were found thin and weak, but very much alive on Friday, June 9th, after a rescue operation that combed through more than 2,500 kilometers or 1,600 miles of dense forests. They were traveling with their mother, Magdalena, from the Amazonian village of Araraquara to the town of San Jose de Guaviare, the first leg in a journey from their indigenous community to the nation's capital of Bogota, when their small plane crashed early May 1st after diving nose-first into dense rainforests. Where they crashed is between the departments, which down there are similar to provinces or states as we know them, of Guaviare and Caquetá in southern Colombia, a wilderness inhabited by all manner of wild animals like jaguars, pumas, dangerous insects, dangerous plants, and poisonous snakes. The children are members of the Huitoto indigenous community, a group inhabiting areas of Colombia and Peru, and were traveling with their mother and two other adults, including the pilot, when their small plane crashed. Magdalena Mukutui and her four children were leaving their old life behind in the indigenous reserve where they lived near the Amazon rainforest and were on their way to join Magdalena's husband and father of the youngest two children, Manuel Ranoque. Manuel Ranoque is an activist for the indigenous community and he had left the reserve after he was allegedly threatened by members of Colombian FARC guerrillas in the area. The FARC, F-A-R-C, is an acronym in Spanish that stands for the Fuerzas Armadas Revolucionarias de Colombia, a Marxist-Leninist guerrilla group that's been in conflict with the Colombian government since 1964 and has been reportedly involved in everything from kidnapping and illegal mining to extortion and terrorism against anyone who stands in their way and who have had many conflicts with indigenous groups who want to protect their ancestral lands. During the flight, the pilot of the Avian Line Cessna 206 reported an emergency with one of the plane's engines, and then all contact was lost. The plane fell nose-first into the dense forest and into the forest floor, destroying the fuselage, 
and where at least the pilot and another occupant were killed in the impact. Reports conflict still as to whether the children's mother also died on impact, or whether she was severely injured for days before dying from her injuries. At a press conference, the children's father reported that oldest daughter Leslie told him that her mother was alive for about four days after the crash, and that her dying words were to leave her there and to look after themselves and survive and get to safety. After somehow climbing out of the wreckage, where the back part of the plane was still tangled in the trees, the older children made it to safety, but the youngest child, 11-month-old Christine, was still on the plane. According to the children's maternal grandfather, Leslie somehow spotted her sister's tiny foot in the wreckage and managed to pull her free. The children were alive. Now they had to survive and make it to safety. Leslie, the oldest, was able to put together a small case from the wreckage of the airplane. In it, she put some farinha, a type of cassava flour that is a staple food in the Amazon region, a towel, a flashlight, two cell phones to keep themselves distracted at night, at least while they still had battery, a music box, clothes, and some sodas, along with a small tarp. They hung the tarp as best they could to try to shield themselves from unforgiving rains and found enough food and water for 40 days and nights in a remote area of the Colombian Amazon. In that part of the Amazon, it can rain for as much as 16 hours of the day. Everyone connected with the case agrees that what also saved the children was the knowledge and instincts they'd acquired as members of the indigenous Huitoto group, where from a young age the children became well-versed in everything related to the rainforest. When their cassava flower and fruit ran out, the children ate seeds they found in the forest. Leslie knew which seeds to eat and which seeds not to. They managed to find fruit and sources of fresh water which saved their lives. Remember, these are three young children carrying an 11-month-old infant in the jungles. On May 1, 2023, the day the disappearance occurred and was reported, civil and military authorities set up a unified command post to prepare to look for the crash and any possible survivors. These military authorities agreed to work together with indigenous trackers who had an expert knowledge of the area. These two groups were not always on the best terms, but they got together to find the crash site. They named the rescue operation to find the survivors Operación Esperanza, Operation Hope. About 150 soldiers and dogs were flown into the area to team up with dozens of indigenous volunteers, and they began searching. But it wasn't until May 16th 15 days after the crash that civil authorities found the crash site, and in it, the bodies of three adults, but no children. The day before had been hopeful. At 10 a.m. May 15th, with the help of a search and rescue dog named Wilson, the team found a baby bottle that belonged to 11-month-old Christine, the first sign that someone might have survived the crash. At 2.26 p.m. that same afternoon, they found a freshly eaten passion fruit. They were getting close. But just after 4 p.m. that same day, news made it back to the office of Colombian President Gustavo Petro, but the news they got was that the children had been found, so he tweeted about the discovery. Search teams had to correct the president's team, 
that they'd only found the plane, but not the children. That tweet was deleted, and authorities faced a firestorm of criticism for their ineptitude and mishandling of information. The children were still missing, and people were losing hope. On May 24th, though, over three weeks since the plane crash, searchers found new clues only 600 meters or 2,000 feet away from the crash site. They found some used diapers, a cell phone case, a towel, and a sneaker that belonged to older sister Leslie. Now, some of you might be wondering how it took so long to find these clues relatively close to the crash site. That's because the visibility in that part of the Amazon rainforest, even in the brightest time of day, was no more than about 60 feet due to the dense undergrowth. They were getting warmer. Then the operation pulled out all the stops. A group of rescuers began throwing 100 kits containing food and water from the air by helicopter, hoping it would reach the children. Planes flew over the area, firing off flares to help search crews to cover more ground at night, and rescuers used loudspeakers to broadcast a message recorded by the children's grandmother in their native language, urging them to stay put so rescuers could get to them. After 30 days, though, searchers from the indigenous community were starting to lose hope. They knew too well of the dangers of the Amazon rainforest, and they feared the worst. They had spent a month working together with the military, combing the forests, supported by trained search and rescue dogs. Everyone was exhausted and hope was wearing thin. And then June 9, 2023, less than a month from the publication of this podcast, the children were found by the group of indigenous volunteers and the Colombian military. The children were ultimately discovered about three miles or five kilometers from the crash site in a small clearing in Colombia's Caquetá province. They were thin, weak, covered in insect bites, but they were alive. They had been staying in the same place for four days, where they had a little improvised lean-to and a towel to lay on the ground. Leslie had heard her grandmother's voice booming through speakers, telling them to stay put and wait and they were huddled together in a small clearing. The first thing that Leslie asked for from rescuers was food for herself and her siblings. Tengo hambre, she said. I'm hungry. And the first thing that one of her brothers said to the team was, Mi mamá está muerta. My mother is dead. The children had stayed near a source of fresh water, and it turns out that the searchers had come within a hundred feet of the kids at one point or another, but in the dense rainforest, that can feel like ten times the distance. The jungle was so dense, in fact, that the rescue helicopter couldn't land anywhere to evacuate the kids to get them to the hospital, so they had to pull the kids out of the jungle by winch, one by one, up to the chopper. Their father, who was also involved in the search, was notified by search teams and he was able to see them at the hospital in Bogota. Unfortunately, a search continues for missing Special Forces dog, the Belgian Shepherd named Wilson, who found the children, but became separated from the main search party. The children's grandfather said the dog kept the children company and became their faithful friend before it disappeared into the forest. And how are the kids today? 
Considering the children's ordeal, they are in remarkably good condition. They're still dealing with issues from malnutrition, dehydration, and exposure, but they should all make full recoveries. Astrid Cáceres, the general director of the Colombian Institute of Family Welfare, told reporters they're speaking a little and are weak. They don't talk as much as we would like them to, but let's give them some time. They'll get that time in the military hospital so they can receive the right medical and emotional support to help them deal with their physical and emotional wounds. Unfortunately for their emotional wounds, there's now a legal battle for the custody of the children as their mother's family is alleged that Manuel Ranoque was an abusive alcoholic who beat their mother and the children in fits of drunken rage and that the kids should be with them. The children's maternal grandparents want to raise them in the capital of Bogota, but we'll have to see what the Colombian Institute of Family Welfare rules once the kids are fit to leave the hospital. I think we forget sometimes just how resilient the human species is. It's too often that we hear, and even on this podcast, stories of people who have perished in nature, where the elements in the wild got the better of us. But these were four little kids. It was a 12-year-old sister, now 13, carrying her 11-month-old baby sister and two other siblings in the jungles of the Amazon, one of the wildest, most unforgiving places on Earth. They suffered the unimaginable trauma of not only being involved in a plane crash, which is a trauma no one needs to experience, but also knowing that the crash ultimately took the life of their mother. And somehow they got it together, packed a few supplies, put the knowledge they'd been taught as members of an indigenous community and were able to find water and food and survived 40 days in the rainforest. They showed resilience, bravery, and instincts to survive that I can only bow in respect to. And as for the lasting impact on their lives, this is a trauma that'll require a lot of love and support from family and the right medical and mental health services to work through and hopefully thrive. But I have hope for them. The human spirit's a crazy thing, isn't it? We live relatively safe lives of routine and convenience. But when we have adversity staring us right in the face, teeth and all, we can achieve extraordinary things. But it wasn't just the kids who were resilient. The military and the indigenous volunteer trackers, groups who are usually at each other's throats, found a way to work together for the common goal of reaching the children. And they never gave up. Friends, thanks so much for listening to this episode. And thanks to all of you who have listened, downloaded, shared, and followed the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you can find us. With your help, we can make sure everyone can tune in to the next episode of the Mysteries of Latin America. I'm Andrew Colon. Adios. Thank you.